Welcome to the ISA's Our Reviews podcast, a series bringing you conversations with researchers and tree care experts about current issues in arboriculture. I'm Philip Van Wassner, your host on this episode of Our Reviews. I'm joined now by Dr. Alicia Chicalo and Jaime Gravinsky, both professors at the Universidad Autonoma Metropolitana. Alicia teaches ecology, tree management, and environmental problems to students in the environmental in- engineering program. She's the co-author of several books and coordinator of the Spanish version of the ISA certification guide. Jaime is a postgraduate uh, in, in mathematics and is a professor at the university for 35 years teaching math and probability and statistics and has been working in arboriculture with those specific uh, fields uh, for, for approximately 20 years. And today we're going to talk about tree inventories in Mexico City. So hello, both of you. Welcome to Toronto. It's a pleasure to have uh, uh, people come from uh, as far away as Mexico to (laughs) our city. Thank you. And uh, I'm particularly pleased to to have you here and talk about this topic. So to start out, um, from your perspective and and in Mexico, why, why is it important to keep tree inventories of a city? because uh, we have a bank of information about the resource. First of all, we need to know the trees, we need to know the species, the site characteristics, several things to diagnose and manage the, the resource as a whole. Mexico City has had uh, huge environmental problems, air pollution, and now people are beginning to realize that trees can do can be a, a very good tool to try to diminish the, the pollution problem. Okay, very excellent. I understand that you've been doing quite extensive work with tree inventories in Mexico. So can you give our listeners a little bit of information about what you're actually gathering when you're doing the tree inventory? Um, in general, we take uh, species characteristics, site evaluation, uh, general condition, and maintenance needs. And also uh, some canopy characteristics uh, and references uh, or not, no interest for light coming to the tree and me- structural problems, I mean mechanically they, they, they might fall or something. And um, also the, in the site we want to see what's the sidewalk width, the uh, type of uh, site where it is located, residential or business uh, type of place and uh, also problems, uh, biotic or abiotic problems of the trees. It's always of interest to me, uh, I was going to ask that, is how much is risk, uh, public risk or liability an an issue and part of the information that you're gathering? Uh, Well, we we try to to understand if there's a risk of falling. But I would say, I I don't know how it it is in the United States or in Canada, but I I don't think people pay because if they do damage, I mean, uh, it falls and that's it, no? But they they do occur, frequently occur uh, people. Accidents. uh, accidents uh, uh, I don't remember people getting killed, but cars being crushed or falling in the middle of the street and making a traffic jam and so on, it, it, it is happening. Yeah. Sure, well, uh, I think that's one of the, one of the 
one of the costs that we have in order to have all of the benefits that we get from having those trees well, around. If we knew better, uh, some of these trees might have been saved. Uh, I, I know for sure one tree very close to my home, people were looking that it was inclined and it didn't do anything. And it could have been a huge, beautiful tree. Mm. Well, I guess the, the next question that we wanted to ask you was, um, there are, of course, a variety of different ways of collecting a tree inventory. So when you're doing the work, what kind of methods or tools do you use when you're, when you're completing these inventories in, across the city? Um, it's interesting that we, we send students, we work with 17 students, and uh, the, the tools are very simple, paper and pencil, okay. to start doing it. And uh, the methodology first was to do complete uh, tree inventories. Then we switch to, to sampling with uh, statistical methods for uh, confidence, with a good confidence, confidence. level. And then now we are using I3, uh, I3 methods also to cover uh, pollution removal, carbon sequestration, things. But the methods are very much the same. What changes are the design and the, the size of the sample. And, and so you've mentioned, uh, you mentioned originally that you were taking more uh, information about each tree. Can you explain from a researcher's perspective What's the difference? Um, what are what are some of the strengths and weaknesses of taking either a sample-based or taking every tree? What's the utility of those different in inventories? Well, it's great to have a complete uh, tree inventory because in the city each tree can can uh, pose risks and, and uh, can cause accidents or or can have interferences with lights, uh, with the houses, with people walking in the sidewalk. But uh, when it's not possible because uh, it's too expensive to do a complete tree inventory, you need to go by sampling. So we wanted to do a, a research inventory. It was not for management purposes. So since it was research, we, we going by sampling, we, it was perfect for us. It was fine, and it gave us a good idea of the whole population of the city. It's like a photograph uh, uh, on how how was the resource in the, during the year that we did the tree inventory. And, and also, uh, the, this allows us to compare characteristics of different boroughs. The way we, in Mexico City, we have 16 boroughs, and so it's interesting to compare. Uh, we, we even. Uh, made a hierarchy or a list of which is better and which is worse in some other uh, points of view. And it was very interesting. So now you mentioned, and, and that was really what I was asking, you mentioned that the inventories that you're doing are more research-based rather than management. So can you tell us how the data that was collected, how was that fed into the research? What are the research outcomes or, or what have you been able to find from that data? One of the things we have try, been trying to do, the, the first uh, citywide inventory was done in 1992-93, and we have been trying to follow up, at least in some boroughs, what happened with those trees 14 years or 17 years later. So and it gives us a good information if things are being done well, and we can speak with the people on the borough and say, well, that's what we collected. No, uh, that's that's the change we have observed. No, and, uh, 
but also uh, in our university, uh, there has been that 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 has been associated with the management of the tree trees in our campus. Okay. And so we have uh, Alicia uh, conducted two in, uh, full co complete inventories of our campus and suggested many practical uh, measures to take so that the can, that the tree forest should be better. Yes, but the, the inventory at the university was a management inventory. Management. That was a different. Right. So different so it was very important to uh, tree by tree each one that was in the in the inventory. And but then, we were speaking uh, of uh, two two thousand trees. Right. So it's more much more manageable. <laughs> and and also educational because they did some uh, walking uh, tours, pots, and, and, and also with information of each type of species no? and, the, and the, the diversity has been growing because of the results of the inventory and it's really a nice campus. Okay, so um, you spoke a little bit about it earlier but can you can you tell us from from what you've been looking at what what type of benefits are people in Mexico City deriving from from trees, what is that something that's part of the research or is that of, even observationally can you tell us um, what you found? Well, one of the things we, we see every day in our campus and in some parts and some areas is that people feel feel very well close to trees. No? They even sit uh, around the trees and feel very nice. And that's something we, we see all over the city. You know? And also when we go uh, to, to collect the data, we pe people come to us and they say, oh, I love this tree, but this is, uh, I have this complaint, and I would like this to happen, and, uh, and we, we, we can uh, feel that they really love their trees, although sometimes they don't know what to do, or they have complaints against the authorities, but they do care sometimes, m many times for the some of Some other people don't like the trees, because it's, it's, you have to collect garbage, and you have to prune, and so on. But most of the people are very, grateful that somebody is taking care of their trees. That sounds uh, quite similar to my experiences <laughs> here in North America. Some people love the trees, uh -huh. some people, they're too much work. Right, I have right, to right. pick up the leaves. Mm -hmm. So we always we always try and talk about the, in an urban setting that, that one tree doesn't only benefit the person who owns it, but the benefits accrue to everybody around. And so there's perhaps more of an obligation to try and think that way when you manage one tree that maybe you have to pick up the leaves, but everybody is benefiting from that tree. And also the shade, uh, people go for the shade and, and the, the temperature is better around the trees. We, we don't have so extreme climate changes that you also have here, but right. even so the, the sun sometimes is very, so people go close to the trees. And, sure. and in Mexico City, uh, we have sun almost all year round. Right. sunny day so the the shade effect of the trees is very very important and very appreciated by the population the the humidity control the extremes of temperature there's also fruit uh, very easy to plant and, and uh, tree grows fruit trees grow mm. even in our campus and so <laughs> the fruits are being stolen all the time <laughs> we have 22 different species of fruit trees and all of them give fruits from avocados guayabas <laughs> uh, to native species tejocotes la, uh, 
Capulines. Yeah, I don't well, know even the name in English. Well, that's okay. It's, uh, but so, something very interesting. We have jacaranda. It's a very important tree. Jacaranda, you know it? A yeah. tree from and, Brazil. And all the people who come to our campus and to other city, to other streets, they say, oh, the, when the jacaranda uh, bloom, blue, it's, it's uh, I mean, paradise. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so now you mentioned that uh, the first research or the first inventories were in the 90s and, uh -huh. and were, were quite comprehensive and you've been doing work since with iTree and other ones. Can you see any trends in, in, in your findings? Is there, are we going up or going down? Is there, you know, trends that the research has, has, has revealed by, by doing this over time? Well, we, we, I must say that we, we haven't been able to, to make a full uh, comparison because we haven't been able to do a citywide uh, inventory again. Right. We have done partial inventories for two boroughs only. Uh, and some of the trends, which are not strictly representative, but they do give us some hypothesis of what's happening. Uh, uh, some, some sites disappear, some trees uh, were dead, when we find, find them. A, a big percentage. A big percentage. Yeah. And in one borough, 35 percent, in yeah. the other borough, 23. A big, big percentage of trees disappear in 17 years. Sometimes they chose one species, as we said earlier, uh, only one species or mainly one species, which is maybe not the best choice. But, in, but oh, on the other side, we've seen uh, some uh, trees which were, uh, we didn't have any trees or were very gray trees, gray city, uh, streets. They became really nice, you know, beautiful big trees. So, so some, some, some decline, some increase. In general, the trees were in good condition. The surviving trees were in good condition. In general. So, yes. I was going to ask. Now, we we meant you mentioned that um, on the campus you did uh, much more of a, let's say, a, a maintenance, uh, practical-oriented type of inventory. So, in Mexico, have you seen any transference from? the collection of tree inventories going to the arborists who care for trees. So how, how has that information that's come from inventories been transferred back down? Because we're always interested in, yeah. I, and I'm personally interested in changing in the, the world. <laughs> well, changing the world, but seeing the research being yeah, used. Because we don't have the ability to get that much research about urban trees. So it's always good to see if we can make that come back to the arborists. And that's one of the points of, of these interviews. So. I'm wondering if you can see uh, any linkage between the research that you've done and how arborists are practicing. Well, I, I must say, uh, Alicia is very, very well known in Mexico City in, in <laughs> government uh, committees and in boroughs. We have been speaking with many of the boroughs authorities, especially they know who Alicia is. And also we have been published in local uh, uh, magazines. magazines or journals. What what are the results of our studies? And so people who are in those areas know about the, the, what, what's been done. And, and sometimes we, uh, there, there's some consulting also being done by Alicia. And so they know that Alicia knows what, what to do about those trees. So they know because of the research we've been doing. Okay, so it's allowed for uh, people to come, for your expertise to be more used because people are aware of the fact that you've, you've done that work already. 
And I think uh, we, we had been doing a pioneering work in Mexico City because we started 20 years ago. And then after 10 years, the Mexican Association of Arboriculture started. And then in the year 2000, we started to do um, standards, to build standards for Mexico City. So I think Mexico City has a much higher level of knowledge of trees compared to other cities in the country. And this is because we have been working with trees for more than 20 years. Well, we always say, you know, when we consult with communities and they don't have an inventory, we say, well, that's got to be the highest priority because mm -hmm. if you don't know what it is, where it is, and what kind of condition it is, then how do you actually manage? You're going to be at best in a reactive mode and urban forestry management really should be practiced in a proactive mode. So we're all making those those changes yeah, and it's very pleasing to hear that. I'd say that the stages, at least in our borough, is, is in that same reactive uh, mood, mode. mode. Maybe somebody gets a complaint, my fall, my tree, or there's interferences with the cable, uh, electrical cable, but mainly reactive as you say but not planning or not predictive. And that, and that is, in, I think, in the majority of places, even in, in North America, in places where everything is, or, or some things are going better for certain communities, it's hard to, to move to a completely proactive. But what I'm always trying to tell communities that we work with, even if you start with 10% proactive and not all reactive, then eventually we can change that ratio. So. Just to, to be helpful to other people who may want to do this type of work, what type of resources do you think a city would require to do a, a complete uh, tree inventory? They need an, an arborist, at least one certificate, <laughs> certified arborist. Well, uh, also, so we, in our university, there, there are some students who are very more courses in the university where they learn the basics of arboriculture so they can do and help us do do research and this might be also done by city authorities to collect a group of people capable of doing this type of work uh, and I don't know what else <laughs> well the the tools that you need to use can be very sophisticated like GPS and or can be very simple I think it's not a question of resources to to build a tree inventory it's it's a question of uh, gather a group of people that is willing to collect data and uh, serious that they are going to to fill it the, the things in the computer and to do uh, to to all that information gathered that will help to the management program i think i i'm not very strong just to fill three inventories and leave the data on the on the desk a very, very important thing if you are going to, to, to do a tree inventory is to use the, the data that you collect. So I'm in favor of a very simple collection of data or, well, to direct, for example, a tree inventory for risk uh, purposes or to, to be much more specific on the goal of, of the tree inventory. But we, in our experience, the first time we collected the tree inventory with 17 students and three professors uh, supervising the work of the students, without many resources, we collected uh, the, 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 the information of, uh, of a very big uh, city 
and and it was a photograph uh, that we. How many trees did you actually collect? That's uh, in that original inventory. Oh, around one thousand two hundred and sixty, but it was very well chosen sample. We published that in a, was in that a the journal. In a but that's the, that was a sample. But when you said originally with the seventeen students, that that yeah, was yeah, the twelve hundred. Right. Okay, but but well distributed in in the boroughs, so that it, it represented the boroughs and represented the city. Um, and I, I think maybe the last question, you mentioned iTree. Have you started to right. use some of yeah. the iTree tools in well, Mexico? Uh, for two, for two, uh, one borough and for the biggest and most loved uh, park in Mexico City, which is Chapultepec. And also, we, uh, Alicia, uh, began a study of majestic trees or, uh, in, in the whole of Mexico City, in the public, public trees. And also we use the iTree program. Very good. Well, I want to thank you both for coming to this interview today. It's been really fascinating for me to learn about um, another country's approach. Uh, I'm very always interested in, in international efforts, and it's, it's really uh, a pleasure to have you here at the conference and, and here in Toronto. And, and <laughs> thank you, you very much. Yourself.